be too high now. So some people have been having a bit of difficulty hearing. I'm just wondering how this is, particularly for the people at the back. Is that good? And it's an okay. So, or is there anyone who who's struggling to hear? Actually, bearing in mind that my voice may drop a little, but I'll try not to let that happen. And how's that for feedback? I think it's. It's all right, isn't it? It's not echo echoey. Is it echoing? Great. So welcome back again, and this afternoon we're going to uh, look at the second of these qualities of universal empathy, or these uh, dimensions of the awakened or free heart, which is the quality of karuna or compassion. So we've all been tasting already, I think, just what an extremely sensitive thing this heart and mind is. That uh, we have this tremendous uh, sensitivity and capacity to be touched, to feel. And compassion is what happens when this sensitive sensitivity of awareness touches the experience of suffering. This is often described as the trembling of the heart in response to suffering and the other Pali word for compassion, anukampang, that's what it means. It means the trembling of the heart. If you put a, a violin on a table and you, you play another violin at some distance and the string on the violin will start to resonate with the note that's been playing at a distance. And uh, there's something like this that happens in us when we, when we observe or encounter not just suffering, but uh, different emotional qualities in, in other people, that it touches something in us. But this afternoon, we're going to particularly look at this aspect of suffering. And for those of you who are of a scientific bent, there's also the phenomenon of mirror neurons. So uh, these cells in the brain that uh, it's been shown, for example, that if, if, if uh, 
if your finger is picked with a pin, certain with a pin, certain neurons will fire off in your brain. And the same thing happens if you see somebody else having their <coughs> finger picked with a pin, pricked with a pin. <laughs> And then also, I'm sure they didn't scan this part, but uh, I'm always struck when I'm reminded that we have these, these neurons, these cells, not only in our brains, but in our hearts, in our guts as well. So they're all dimensions of us that actually resonate with one another's experience. So what is this quality of compassion? There was a, a, a competition in the States uh, looking for the story, a story of the most compassionate child, a most compassionate child contest, and people were asked to submit their stories. And the winning story was uh, of a four-year-old boy. His mother, his mother sent in the story. And she said that one day he was playing outside in the front garden, and he noticed their next-door neighbour, who was an elderly man, was sitting out on his porch crying. And this man's wife had died recently. And the little boy went over next door and just climbed into the man's lap and sat there. And then when he came home, his mother said to him, what did you say to the man? And the, and the little boy replied, Nothing. I just helped him to cry. So there's this sincere wish that arises naturally in the heart to want to respond to the suffering of other people. A sense of, I care and I want to help. So it's an, it's an active quality. It's... Uh, not just feeling the suffering of another person, but also the sense of wishing to help to alleviate it. So one of the archetypal figures of uh, compassion is Kuan Yin, who's represented in that, that statue there. And this is the same uh, figure as Avalokiteshvara in the in the Tibetan tradition, which is the Bodhisattva and Kuan Yin also in some depictions has this a thousand hands and a thousand eyes to see and respond to the suffering of the world. And Kuan Yin, it means uh, the one who hears the sounds, hears the cries of the world. So it's a, a responsive quality. And there are good reasons for our actually uh, actively trying to develop this quality in ourselves or to uh, awaken ourselves to it, to incline towards it, to uh, tune to its presence. Because as you've probably been experiencing already, as we start to open to the range of our experience, much of what we encounter is difficult is suffering and this is a, both on a physical level just this uh, predicament of being born in a body that suffers uh, different types of physical pains illnesses aging and eventually death and 
we all have our, our share of this. And perhaps sometimes when we come and try and sit still, then these things become even more uh, present to, to consciousness. And then there's also the discomfort of the heart. So this takes on many forms of self-doubt, sense of unlovability, fear, anxiety, hurt, shame, things that we regret, worry about people we care about, worry about ourselves. So much of what we encounter is in this, in this dimension. And then what happens is often that we we, our natural response is to turn away from it or to constrict, to protect ourselves against it. So somewhat like, I don't know if you know, the familiar with the, the, those creatures that live in the sea, the sea anemone, that uh, they open out like a beautiful flower, but when something comes along and touches one of the tentacles, they clam up and close down. And they do this to protect the soft heart inside. And this is what we do. This is what we're evolutionarily designed to do to protect our, our soft interior. But the trouble is that uh, sometimes we get stuck there. So we, we close and then it becomes difficult to open again. So the... The practice of compassion, the cultivation of compassion, helps us to soften and to open again. It's like the, the movement of compassion soothes the system and it interrupts this freezing, this, this turning away. And then as we soften and open, we can actually see more possibilities for responding to difficulty. We're available in the way that Kuan Yin is available. So compassion allows us to relax in the face of suffering. And ironically, it feels good. So it's interesting we can have the experience at the same time of really touching suffering and letting up letting it flow through us and at the same time the feeling of compassion it is possible to be happy whilst opening to suffering which is very counterintuitive but you may you may even have had experiences of this from time to time So when we practice compassion, we do so not to make difficulty or pain go away, but we practice compassion because it hurts. Because when we start getting into trying to make it go away, we're feeding aversion. Just like the little boy didn't have anything to do for the, the old man. He wasn't trying to counsel him or fix his life or anything but just that presence of tenderness and caring and crying with him that was a huge act of compassion 
So that sense of, okay, this is what's happening and it's painful, but I care. And it's a real felt caring. So the, the Tibetan teacher, Lama Yeshe, said, the way to, com to practice compassion is with wet eyes. And often as we, as we try to practice loving kindness, for example, as Catherine said, what we often encounter are the obstacles. So these, as we, as we uh, tune ourselves to these states, then what it does is it starts to tease out the, all the ways in which um, we're, we're not experiencing them and brings up the difficulties. So in many of these practices, actually, it's a compassion that needs to be at the starting point. We can't really tend to the, the problems of others. We can't fully offer other people our kindness when we're hurting ourselves. We need to attend to our own hurt. So I, I wanted to share a, a very useful pr practice that I, f I found very useful, which is a, a short, short practice um, from the teachers of mindful self-compassion called a, a self-compassion break. And this also is a way of giving ourselves a, a sense of the flavor of this quality. So I invite you right now to think of or find some place in your heart or your mind or your body where you're experiencing a little discomfort so it doesn't have to be anything major don't make it anything major so either something right now where you don't feel quite at ease or where you're struggling or or a recent memory maybe a little pain or longing aversion or worry about how you're doing one of the things that often comes up on retreat is the comparing mind when we look around at the other people and and think oh they're all really getting it and I'm not getting it and this person must be a brilliant meditator and I can't do it there's lots of little ways in which we can uh, kind of create a lot of discomfort for ourselves on retreat just by comparing ourselves with other people so for when you're going through a hard time, this self-compassion break, the first, the first step is something we did this morning of actually taking a hand and placing it on your heart. Or both hands on the heart. And also you might, you might place a hand on the belly or anywhere else that feels... Good, good to you. I like to have a heart, hand on my heart and a hand on the belly, but you can choose your own place, what feels comfortable. And this touch actually starts to release the hormone oxytocin that um, is the, associated with tending and befriending. So it comforts. You just feel for a moment the warmth of your hand this caring touch. And as you bring to mind whatever it is that's difficult for you, I'll just give you a moment to do that.
And you can just say to yourself, this is a moment of suffering. Just acknowledging the hurt or the difficulty. Maybe the vague sense of unease that's there. And we don't have to, rather than dismissing it in the way that we might do, just actually really taking time to pause and acknowledge this, this hurts, this is difficult. This is a moment of suffering. Maybe a different, different word speak to you, so this is, this is hard, this is hard. And then to acknowledge to yourself, to remember that suffering is a part of life. So much of our struggle with suffering comes from the fact that we, we think there's something wrong with us for experiencing it. Somehow it's a mistake. But the truth is that suffering is something we inevitably encounter. And then to remember that there are other people experiencing a similar sort of suffering. So each of us, our particular suffering has a uniqueness to it and also a universality. So other people are going through something similar. I'm not alone in this. And it's interesting that the Buddha talked about suffering not as a mistake, anything but the opposite. He said life is suffering, but he didn't say it in the sense of shit happens. He said that suffering is a noble truth. So there's a, a nobility to this. And then the fourth step is to say, may I hold this suffering with kindness and compassion. So just sensing that wish, that deep wish to be with suffering in a kind and compassionate way. Feeling the warmth of your hands and the movement of your breath. And as we reflect in this way that suffering is a part of life, um, it also gives us a sense of common humanity. So compassion for others arises naturally out of caring properly for ourselves. So I imagine that with each of us, there are other people in the room who are experiencing the similar kind of suffering that we suffer. So as you hold yourself like this, you can feel the tenderness through your hand and also connecting both with the, the giver and the receiver of the compassion. So both the one who's receiving care and the one who's giving it are part of you. And actually feeling this, doing this, brings you to a sense of wholeness. You can explore for yourself as we go through the practices this afternoon about is there really a difference in the feeling of giving compassion and receiving compassion? What are the feelings in your body and heart? 
So you can let your hands rest back or keep them there if you, if you prefer. So one of the things that we'll, we'll do a little bit of movement in a minute and then I'll, I'll offer a guided meditation. But one of the important things to remember with suffering is using this in image of the sea and enemy again, is that it's really important to know our limits in being with suffering. So when to move towards and when actually we've, we've had enough and we need to back off. So there's a permission to open and to close. This is a natural movement. So that's part of, of exercising wisdom in this practice. And at any time during, during these practices, throughout the weekend, if you find that you, what you need to do is just to come back to the simplicity of your body and your breath, to disengage temporarily, then it's fine to do that. So you can move towards and back away as, as you need to do to take care of yourself. Okay, um, I'm going to suggest that we do a, a little um, self-massage, and I like to do this standing up, but if any of you want to remain seated, then by all means do, but otherwise do stand, and I'll just lead us through something. So, standing and allowing yourself to take some deep breaths. Maybe stretching if you wish. Letting all that postprandial sleepy air escape from your lungs. And then beginning to rub the palms of the hands together. Create some warmth. And then you might place your hands on your face. And just feel the touch of your hands, the warmth of your hands on your face. And allow yourself to give your face a gentle massage. And you can keep your eyes closed and not, don't worry about what you look like, what other people are thinking of what you're doing. Just enjoy giving your face some attention. The cheeks, around the eyes, the forehead. The jaw, where we can hold a lot of tension. And bringing your hands over your ears, giving your ears a little massage. And around the back of the neck, neck and the soft space at the base of the skull. And your scalp. And remembering to breathe as you do this. And then your shoulder, your one shoulder. The muscles at the base of the neck that get tense, giving them a good squeeze and a massage. 
Just sensing what your body needs from you by way of attention here. And then coming down the upper arm. Front and the back. And down to your lower arm. And your wrist and your hand. fingers. It's giving yourself care and attention. And then when you're ready, switching the sides and doing the same for the other shoulder and the other arm. down to the wrist and the hand. And then your collarbones, chest. And your back and waist. Tummy. The creases in your hips and around the hips. And down your legs, the thighs. Taking one leg first. Over the knees and down the shins and lower legs. And then the other leg. And then your feet, and you might want to sit down for a moment and give your feet a little massage and attention. Just feeling some care for these bits of ourselves that we maybe don't pay too much attention to sometimes. the luxury of a weekend like this, we really have time to care for ourselves. <clears throat> and then just seeing what it is that your body needs to do, maybe stand and shake out or something that needs to have a stretch. So just asking yourself, what do, what do I need right now? And offering yourself that possibility.
And just pausing for a moment. Letting that land. Noticing how it feels to have offered your body some care. Letting that resonate, settle. And then when you're ready, finding your way back to sitting for a guided meditation. So sitting or lying comfortably. Feeling your connection with your body. And the body with the earth. Noticing the, maybe the after effects of moving, of coming back to stillness. <coughs> Just feeling your body as it is right now in this moment. Feeling the movement of your breath. rising and falling like the waves of the ocean. <coughs> and this basic intention that we have to receive whatever's arising with an intention of friendliness. So friendliness to the peace, to the ease, and friendliness to the aversion, 
the tightness. There's nothing that actually in and of itself stops us from, stops these qualities of friendliness, of kindness, of compassion from being present. There's no insurmountable obstacle. Just resting for a moment with the body and the breath. And knowing that at any time during this practice, you can come back to this simplicity of just sitting. So I invite you, when you're ready, to bring into this space with you sitting here some figure who for you embodies the archetype of compassion, of kindness. So it may well be the same being who you called upon this morning, this one who gazed upon you with the eyes of love. Perhaps a historical figure, perhaps some spiritual being. Perhaps it's the light and the warmth of the sun itself. So whatever it was that spoke to you, that resonated. So sometimes I use the Dalai Lama, the Buddha, sometimes Jesus, I have a a Christian wing and these great beings like Ramana Maharshi we were talking about at lunchtime. So inviting this person who is full of loving and compassionate energy And you can see or perhaps just sense this being in front of you. And see their eyes. Their eyes that meet you. That gaze on you with warmth and the possibility of unconditional love and acceptance. And just begin to feel their energy flowing towards you.
this being that's so full of love and wisdom, capable of holding anything that's here. And if it feels safe for you, you could place this being behind you. And you may invite more than one being. And feel them sitting right behind you. And gazing on you with this eyes, these eyes of great compassion. So even before you really turn your attention to their presence, you can feel the sickness of the energy of compassion that's surrounding you. And they're looking at you with loving eyes. They see your feet your legs. Your back. Your shoulders, your arms. Your hands, your neck, your face. They see every part of you with eyes of deep compassion. Every part of you is seen with love and acceptance. Surrounds you like a thick golden fluid. Right down to your bones and your cells. And they see also your suffering. They have a deep, deep desire for you to be free from suffering. And they're behind you, right behind you, sending the energy of their compassion. I care deeply for your suffering, they say. I'm holding your suffering with kindness and wisdom. May you be free from suffering. And their compassion washes over you, holding you. A deep, deep caring. And you feel perhaps a resonance from their words or just noticing what happens as the words land within you. I care deeply for your suffering. I'm holding your suffering with kindness and with wisdom.
may you be free from suffering. The light and the warmth of their compassion envelops you. And now thinking of some place in your body or heart where you're experiencing some discomfort. Uh, nothing too major yet. Maybe your knees are uncomfortable. Maybe your shoulders have been hurting, your neck. Or maybe it's your heart that needs a little more holding And you can offer it up, offer this discomfort up to your benefactor, to your compassionate, caring being. And feel their great love and care for you. So opening just a little to this suffering, to this discomfort. And offering it to them. And they say, I see your pain. This must be difficult for you. I care deeply for your suffering. I'm holding your suffering with kindness and with wisdom. We're opening to your suffering. So we're opening to our suffering bit by bit and offering it up to our benefactor, to this loving compassionate being and feeling the healing energy of their compassion and your awareness totally relaxing you while you open to your suffering And keep coming back to the image or the sense of the energy, the availability of this healing and wholesome mental energy that's permeating every fiber of your body and your heart, your mind, every little bit filled with compassion. with a deep sense of caring for your welfare. And then maybe offering another aspect 
of your suffering. Maybe some sense of vulnerability or of not being good enough. Laying this in their lap. And this energy of compassion is holding you in total love and acceptance. In intimacy. Receiving this energy of compassion into your whole being. And slowly, slowly opening. Letting yourself open. Feeling their love and their care. I care deeply for your suffering. I'm holding it with kindness and wisdom. And now perhaps sense what it's like for someone else to experience this pain, this vulnerability that you feel, and people you love, maybe your children or parents, family, friends, they too experience suffering. How does it feel in their body and mind? Feelings of doubt, loneliness. Struggle. And perhaps take this person, a person, and imagine them sitting in front of you. the energy of your compassionate benefactor flows through you. You take on the strength of their compassion. And you can open also, begin to open also to the suffering of the person in front of you. Offering them your deep wish for their well-being. So this thick golden energy of compassion flows from your heart now into the person in front of you and surrounds them. And you might say to them, I care deeply for your suffering.
Just as I suffer, you suffer. It's a common experience of living beings. We suffer. I'm sending you my love and my deep desire for your wellness and your happiness. So sitting in this energy, this intention of deep compassion. Inviting us and our friend to open to other suffering in us. Maybe feelings of being misjudged or not understood. Feelings of being alone. And feeling the deep, deep compassion of the benefactor, the loving being behind us. The feeling of being held, all of this being held in love and care. Offering this love and care to the person in front of you. Show me where you're hurting. I care. It's not personal, this suffering. This is what it means to be human. Feeling the energy of your benefactor flowing through you, through your cells, your bones. Everything held with kindness and with wisdom. And this energy begins to radiate out from you to other beings who are also suffering. 
You can extend this compassion to whoever comes to your mind. People you know or know of who are in difficulty or suffering in some way. I care deeply for your suffering. May we learn to open to our suffering. And hold it with kindness and wisdom. May you be free from suffering. and extending your sense of compassion to all the beings here in this room, all in this life predicament together. And feeling the love and benevolence that's here. Feeling the love and the benevolence of your compassionate being and their energy flowing into you. And you might see them getting up and coming towards you. And merging with you. inside you and letting this energy radiate out from you to all beings in all directions may all beings be safe and protected May we be open to their suffering with kindness and wisdom. So no one is left out and no part of ourselves is left out.
So taking a breath and a stretch as you need to. So we have some time now for half an hour of walking meditation. And if I said to you, compassionate walking, what would that mean to you? How would that feel as an experience? So I don't know, this is an exploration, but um, my suggestion is if it's it's dry enough that you and you are physically up for it that you go outside and that we continue to uh, take a take a path and to walk to and fro and beginning by simply connecting with the experience of walking and letting yourself really savor that and enjoy it feeling the earth and the elements You can feel the earth very deeply if you're walking inside as well. And then as you do this, also this sense of applying and sustaining the intention, the awareness, you might find one of these phrases that we've used that resonates with you that you can drop in from time to time as a reminder of your intention as you're walking And my suggestion is, too, that with this practice, that if you, at any time, and you can continue this beyond the walking meditation, but at any time you notice yourself suffering in some way, uh, rather than what we often do is think, okay, what do I need to do to fix this? Is to actually take a moment whether physically stopping or just stopping in your mind to acknowledge this is a moment of suffering. This hurts. And remembering that that's that's normal, that's okay. So suffering is a part of life and may I open to my suffering with kindness and compassion So you might actually have this phrase in mind or just remind yourself of that intention. And then also as other people cross your mind or cross your path, you can also offer them your wishes for your compassionate wishes. So they're caring for the fact that they too are a, a being who suffers and this deep wish that they be free from suffering. And you can also remember to keep coming back to yourself and taking times of just feeling the movements of walking. So we apply this intention in a, in a relaxed way. It's like we don't have to, I don't know, may you be free from suffering, may you be free from suffering. But, uh, finding a way that feels kind and compassionate of engaging with this. So. And then we'll come back in half an hour for another practice in here.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.